promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak-willed person I am. I'm a wonderful person. Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when he has laid it on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him give his cheek to the smiter and be filled with insults, for the Lord will not cast off forever. But though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love, for he does not willingly afflict or grieve the sons of men. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is our Old Testament reading, our first reading uh, for this coming Sunday, the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. It comes from Lamentations, Lamentations being this book that... uh, according to a majority of historical contexts, is is tied to Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, written after the fall of Jerusalem. And a large number of exiles get taken away to Babylon. Jeremiah, if you remember your history from the scriptures, Jeremiah gets left behind in Jerusalem. He's allowed to go wherever he pleases. And uh, he ends up getting taken uh, against his will to Egypt. But here, in the midst of all this lament, comes this one peace for us that is a place of peace. It is a place to, to reconnect us to the compassion of God in the midst of quite a large amount of harrowing, of, of pain, of anguish, where it begins with the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Uh, something that we have to be reminded quite often, especially when we're sitting in a place uh, in which we think that God is absent, we think that God is quiet. This kind of is tied to what we were looking at last week, uh, where, where we think that God is punishing us. We have to be reminded uh, of God's mercies, reminded of God's grace, reminded of God's goodness and how each day is filled with those things as God gives to us. And then we have the line that all of us know because of the hymn. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Right? Great is thy faithfulness. I think we're singing it on Sunday. It's one of those normal hymns that we would hear for funerals, right? Uh, Great is thy faithfulness. Uh, and, and reminded of the fact that even in the midst of all our sorrow, of, of loss, of pain, that God is still faithful. God is still our God. Uh, that's what I shared on Sunday as part of my sermon, is that part of the love of God. What we understand is that we have a God. We have this God who is faithful and true, that we, that we hold on to for all that he gives us. This, this God that uh, Jeremiah then here writes that is our portion or our inheritance, our cup, this thing that we receive, that we carry with us, uh, that, that we hope in because he is what we will have when all else is ended, wherein all else has faded away. 
the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. That's a, that's a wonderful line. But then verse 26 in, in Lamentations chapter 3. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. I wonder what that means, to, to wait quietly for the salvation of the, of the Lord. Does that, that mean that we don't do the work to try and save ourselves? Maybe. Doesn't mean that it's it's something that we have to wait for, that it's not just something that happened in the past, but it's also something that's going to come. I think it's a both and type situation in which we look in the past at the cross to understand that it's already done deal. And we have to keep reminding ourselves of that. But then also uh, we have to understand that many times there's times that God intercedes in this life to save us from ourselves which is something that we often need. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. That's verse 27, which is probably true. It's most definitely probably true that that we bear the the pain of our own sin in our youth, that we might be, as we get older, learn and grow from, from our mistakes, but also learn and grow of our understanding of God's mercy. And then it, it finally goes on to talk about in verse 31, for the Lord will not cast off forever. <clears throat> These are important words that Jeremiah is writing to a people who understand that they have been set aside by God as part of their punishment for the fact that they have moved away from him, that they have not connected themselves to him, that they have laid him aside. And so they've been cast aside by him. They've, they've been allowed to go into exile, been allowed to be overrun. By, by marauding forces, that, that God has lifted up the hedge of protection that he had, what, whatever phrase you want to use, around them so that they could be taken uh, as, as a form of punishment to remind them of who their God is and where their dependence is supposed to be placed. And here being reminded, Jeremiah almost preaching this to his own people saying, this isn't forever. That God is, is a God of mercy and grace, that he is one that brings his compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love, it says. For he does not willingly afflict or grieve the sons of men. Which means he doesn't just, he's not vindictive. You know, he's not a kid looking at uh, ants on a sidewalk and using a magnifying glass to burn them, right? That whatever he does has purpose, it has meaning his chosen acts of the work that he does, there's a reason behind them. And we always have to be reminded of that, even though we might not know what that is. And so this week, as we go into this, this help, this time of the, of the church year during the green season is a time to be reminded of who our God is and where we're supposed to have our trust place. It's supposed to be a time of building up our faith, building up our growth in Jesus. And that's the hope and that's the prayer. So as you maybe go back and read this section of Lamentations chapter 3 again uh, before Sunday, and as you hear it on Sunday, maybe you can be thinking of these times in which you have felt like you've been cast off or you felt like God is punishing you. And maybe that's been the case in some respects. But then we have to be reminded that he's faithful, that he's compassionate, that he has steadfast love and mercies that never end. And that so that then with that in mind, we can return back to him and hold on to him for all things because we need him. And with that, we, we are reminded as well 
that uh, this week we'll be we'll be coming on to some stories of what Christ does for uh, a young girl that is um, that dies, and then also a woman who is in need of healing. That she comes to Jesus seeking the healing that she needs after years and years of torment right of 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 time in which she was considered unclean and and was kept out of regular society we'll be looking at that as we dig into our gospel reading here later on in the week but what a what a time to be reminded then that God is faithful that he has steadfast love that that we often are going to find ourselves in that position and that we are in needing of him in his mercies to come to us. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, we implore you to hear the prayers of your people. Be our strong defense against all harm and danger that we may live and grow in faith and hope through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Well, God's mercies be with you today and tomorrow, and we will see you tomorrow as we dig into our psalm, Psalm 30. Have a great day. Thank you.